0: Hey, how you doing this morning? Saturday morning. We made it to the weekend and not just any weekend. It's Easter weekend. Good Friday yesterday, Easter tomorrow. Big plans. Talk about that the other day, Wednesday on the uh, FBTV podcast. And right now I'm thinking, man, I wish I would have got that turkey. Maybe next weekend. Turkey's on my mind, though. What I'm talking about, go back and and listen to Wednesday's podcast. No, I was talking about smoking a turkey. Anyway, it's Saturday, April 16th. If you're just waking up and you just heard me say it's April 16th. And you went into a sudden panic attack. My taxes. Oh, my gosh. My taxes. It's okay. 18th is the date this year. You're still okay. Get it. Get it together. Get it in the mail Monday, and you'll you'll be fine. A lot of people get extensions. You do realize, even though you get an extension, your taxes are still due in April. <laughs> yeah, you get an extension for the filing, but they want their money in April. You don't get an extension on the payment. So if you get the extension and you think, and come October, okay, you, you do your taxes. You're going to get a letter back from the IRS and the state. Hey, you owe this much penalties. Because you didn't pay your taxes on time, which would have been April. Anyway, don't make any sense to me. It don't make any sense to me what they make your quarterlies due in April at the same time your income taxes do. I mean if you're a small business owner which most brokers are be a broker or broker agent well you know what I'm talking about it's kind of kind of goofy All right very good my name is Mike I'm your host this is the FBTV podcast matter of fact on Saturday you may already know this you may already be watching Saturday mornings 9 a.m. every Saturday well not every but uh, right now anyway we are live streaming on YouTube been telling you this for a while been doing it for a few weeks now so if you're watching us on the live stream that's cool you can also watch us uh, on our website FreightBrokerTV.com go to the live stream page matter of fact on our live stream page you can watch if, if you missed the Saturday morning live stream we're putting it up As the live stream on our website for the whole week until the next live stream. You can watch it live on you can watch it live (laughs) you can watch the live stream every Saturday morning at 9am on our website or YouTube but if you miss it and you want to watch it, you can go to our website that's about the only place you're going to see it unless you're FBTV Insider and to be an FBTV Insider uh, well, you have to be one of our clients to have access to all that material now Got through that mess. Even though we're live streaming on YouTube, it's in video. It's a video podcast. You can find us on your favorite podcasting app, the audio version of the podcast, Freight Broker TV. I looked the other day, it looked like we had something like 137 episodes. This, I think, is going to be 138 it's a lot of podcasts. But anyway, it is what it is. Anyway, glad you joined us. No matter if you're listening to us on the, your favorite podcasting app, if you're watching this at a later date uh, via our Freightbroker TV website, or if you are watching it as we live stream it on YouTube or our website, i glad glad you made it. Saturday's question-and-answer day, Q&A day, and we've got some this week. Last week, I know we kind of got off on a tangent. This week, we got some Q&As. matter of fact, one of the uh, questions comes from France. I believe it's France. Juny, J-U-N-N-Y. Another one from Austin, we're going to be answering those. Actually, there there are two two, uh, people that have so many questions, but boy, do they have a lot of questions. We'll be addressing those questions in this podcast today. Today, Saturday, April 16th, today is Husband Appreciation Day. (laughs) Husband Appreciation Day. All right, we're about five minutes into this podcast So if you are listening via a podcast, all you need to do is back it up to about the four and a half minute mark get around your wife and hit play. And she will hear me say today is husband appreciation day. (laughs) It's not that it's going to mean anything. Because she'll probably say, honey, I appreciate you every day. Mm. Bean counters day. Eggs Benedict Day. Damn it, had Eggs Benedict in a long time. Rich. I don't think it's good for you. Tasty, not quite good for you, anyway. Alright, we got the impossible question today. Today's impossible question, and if I remember, <laughs> I'll give you the answer before we Finish up today. Eight out of ten Europeans have one of these, but only one out of ten Americans have one. What is it? Eight out of ten Europeans have one of these, but only one out of ten Americans have one. So 80% of the Europeans have one, 10% of the Americans have one. What might it be? If your first guess is a teapot, uh uh-uh, (laughs) <laughs> okay, I got to remind you every 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 chance I get if you're a driver owner operator trucking company whatever, even a broker, this is important to you because uh, these dates you, you want to pay attention to them. May 17th through 19th, CVSA 72-hour road check. That's where the states Open up the rest areas. Really, you know, just dive bomb trucks doing inspections on them and getting the dogs out and and all that. Yeah, I got to a point when I was driving, I just stayed home. When they publicized it, I knew that was the dates I wanted to be home because you you can't make no time. And I can imagine now you got an ELD, all right. Now when I was driving, get involved in that seventy-two hour check, yeah, you could kind of play around with your logbook because you had a logbook, not an ELD. But now we could get the time back. We were delayed, but we could get the time back. Can't with an ELD. So these guys out there, May 17th through 19th, you know, they get pulled in for an inspection. It's realistic. They could be there for a couple hours waiting to be inspected. Did the inspector... It's just, you know, whatever. You, you get the idea. But anyway, I chose to stay home, and I know exactly that's what I'd be doing if I was driving today. <clears throat> you know, only two things can happen when you're getting inspected. Well, the, 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 the best thing that can happen when you get inspected... Is they don't find anything wrong with your equipment, your logs, or anything like that. And you've just been delayed. The worst thing? Uh, tickets, repairs, cost, 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 cost. Bad anyway. May 17th through 19th, CVSA Road Check. They're calling it the Road Check Inspection Blitz. Kind of has a uh, you know, that blitz thing, kind of. Eh. Brings back images of World War II, Blitzkrieg. March, 8 class, uh, March class 8 sales are, are up, well, for the most part, top 20,000. Big Trek sales topped 20,000 in March. Trailer orders went up as well, nearly 38,000. Uh, Big Trek sales in March hit the high point for the year and still slipped 7.6% compared with the year, uh, year ago. Uh, sales reached 20,359 compared to 22,031 a year earlier. January sales, 14,854. Uh, they inched up to 14,916 in February, but uh, over 20,000 in March. So that, that's good. That's good for a lot of people because if that many trucks were ordered, That means there's going to be more used equipment coming out on the market. Maybe the prices of the used equipment might come down a little bit. Trailer orders in March uh, went up over 37,000. Highest level for trailer sales since December 2020. Order said 37,900 trailers ordered. 28% higher than uh, the 29,910 net orders from a year ago. So, that, that's, those are good things. Those are always good signs. Trucking companies are spending money. They're buying. Many more used equipments going to come out on the market. Meaning, uh, the prices are going to come down. May have to wait a little bit to see the prices come down. Because I'm sure a lot of these used truck sales lots, they're going to try to keep those prices up there as high as they can. But what's going to happen there supply and demand deal? You know, they're going to get a lot of equipment on their lot. They're going to have to do something to move it. So, anyway, that's that. Hey, if you're having a birthday today, happy birthday to you. You're in pretty good company. Wilbur Wright. Yeah, that Wright. The Wright Brothers Wright. He was born on this day back in uh, 1867. Charlie Chaplin. I watched one of his short movies the other day on YouTube. Pancake Boy or something like that where a little boy was making pancakes for Charlie. Anyway, he was born on this date back in 1889. Ellen Barkin born on this date uh, back in 54 split an image of Cameron Diaz or Diaz, however you pronounce it but or vice versa, Cameron is it looks like Ellen but they look they could be they could be mother daughter sisters whatever it might be Alan Harper <laughs> from two and a half men John Grier he was also in pretty in pink supergirl he was in something else too had that funky hairdo man wasn't that the movie where uh oh I can't remember now something about. Paintball guns, or I don't know. Anyway, Martin Lawrence—he's having a birthday today. Born in this state back in 1965. Peter Billingsley—boy, don't that name sound familiar? Peter Billingsley. But anyway, if you can't put two and two together, Peter Billingsley—he was Ralphie in the Christmas classic *A Christmas Story*. He's 51 today. Boy. It's, Man, if you were around when that movie came out, didn't that just make you feel old? <laughs> All right. Let's see. Let's talk about... Let's get into a and a Let's talk about the Q&As here for a minute. Okay, Junie. I think Junie... Maybe Unie. If I'm pronouncing it wrong, no, no offense. Uh, please forgive me. But I believe from the uh, email address, it came in from France... And we've got uh, an audience from around the world, France, Spain, all over Europe, United States, obviously. But we thank you for tuning in. You know, tell your friends, you know, help us grow the channel. If you are watching this on YouTube, hey, you know, give us a thumbs up. Any of our videos on YouTube, thumbs up, make a comment if you wish on uh, your favorite podcast app yeah subscribe give us a thumbs up say something nice it it, it helps more people find our podcast anyway Juni's question i don't know much about the business but my questions are how to become a freight broker well let's start with there you got you got several how to how to how to become a freight broker uh, getting a license to operate the bond finding uh, customers and carriers how to create my packages a uh, ton of questions here now <clears throat> real quick so you know i uh yeah i host the uh, fbtv videos podcasts and so, such but i am also the, also the lead consultant for taltoa t-a-l-t-o-a.com check it out this is exactly what we do at taltoa uh, we consult freight brokers freight broker agents trucking companies Now, the freight broker agent part, as far as consulting, it's included with our package for a new broker agent. And those packages include placement. Once you have completed the essential training, we can place you through us under a licensed broker so you can begin your broker operation. It's it's just like any other freight broker agent position. If you were to go out here and uh, get a contract as a freight broker agent with a uh, brokerage company, uh, you're paid a commission, just like any other freight broker agent might be in the mentorship program, 60% of net. Net is the difference between what the customer paid you to move a load and what you agreed to pay the truck. Call it the load profit, if you wish, if that makes more sense. But check us out, com. we got all kinds of different packages available. If you are looking for consulting only and you are a brokerage, you can contact us. We have broker only. Uh, or consulting for a broker only available, consulting only. What I'm getting at. Feel free to call me four seven nine six six eight zero eight three eight. So, how to become a freight broker? Well, uh, Junior, it's like this. Uh, you can step out, and, and this is uh, United States rules and regs. I don't know anything about France, but I'm assuming it's going to be something similar, but probably a little bit different. But you get the idea. In the states, if you want to start your own freight brokerage company, you're going to file for your authority, get your $75,000 property broker surety bond, UCR BOC3. Once you get all that filed, 21 days later, you'll be notified that your broker authority has been issued, and you got to wait for it to uh, to actually get it in the mail. <laughs> you know the paperwork. You're not going to be able to you're not going to have your license. You can't start brokering just because you got the notification that uh, your authority was granted. You've got to wait till you have the certificate in your hand before you can actually begin your broker operation. Now, there are companies out there that, at least I've seen this happen, where uh, they, 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 you know, because once you file for that authority, it becomes public information. I mean, it's just public information, all it amounts to. And you're going to start getting email, spam, uh, letters to your address, mailing address. I mean, it's, it's all kinds of solicitations. And one came in uh, when we were doing one a while back, and it kind of caught my eye. Hey, for $79, we'll get you the paperwork quicker. Huh? <laughs> I can wait a few days. Okay, it's not that big of a deal. But anyway, it's up to you. You'll see that. But you've got to get all that paperwork filed, and then you got to go through the process of building the business. Building the business is—it's going to—it doesn't happen overnight, especially if you're brand new and have no customers, no carrier following. It takes time. This is why we always recommend to clients start out as a broker agent, because it doesn't matter if you're a freight broker working under your own license, or if you are an agent working under somebody else's license. Doesn't matter. If you're brand new, you're gonna to have to go through that startup period, that period where you are building a customer base, getting loads, figuring out what's gonna make you money, what's not, building a carrier following. And that takes time. So start out as an agent. That way you don't have to worry about everything. Because as a new freight broker, yeah, the buck stops with you if you've got your own license, because that as an agent, you can focus on building the business, gaining the experience. And then when you're ready, you got you got all your ducks in a row. Now you can step out, get your own broker license, start your own brokerage company. And you've got everything put together. You've got the customer base, you've got the carrier following, and everything's just going to fall into place for you. Make sense? Now, getting a license to operate... You can actually, in the States, you could go to the FMCSA website and file the paperwork on your own. And I know people do that, and uh, not a big deal. I mean, if, if you feel comfortable doing that, if you know, that's fine. But understand, if you goof, if you mess something up, it could delay your authority being issued. My recommendation is always to uh, use a service to file the paperwork for you. I am uh, no holds bar barred, barred about it. I know at Taltoa, we recommend to our clients getmyauthority.com. Uh, th- we're not associated with them. They uh, well, as far as uh, you know, we're not. We don't have any. They don't pay us to talk about them or recommend them. Is what I'm saying. We've recommended them for several years to our clients, thinking about getting their own authority. And the main reason is, is uh, well, we've talked to them before. We talked to James up there. They're out of Michigan, by the way. And anytime we've had a question, because as a consulting firm, hey, just because we're a consulting firm doesn't mean we have every answer. It means that we will go find the answer if we don't know it. But we've had to talk to them several times. And they've always been you know, good people. Matter of fact, uh, when we filed the authority for our, sister company, Tatoa Logistics, back in June of last year. uh, We went through them. It it went just like clockwork. There's been a couple of things we had to inquire about along the way, and we just pick up the phone and call James or email him and gets right back to us. Because what you're going to find is after you get your authority, you're going to have all these other companies trying to bill you for stuff you don't need. You know, hey, you got to do this, you got to do this, you know, You've already done it. You know, like the the UCR thing. You know, we did that. Next thing you know, we uh, we got the UCR through Get My Authority. Next thing you know, we're getting hit up by other companies saying, your UCR is not valid. Yeah, it is. Yeah, U- UCR is Unified Carrier Registration. Yeah, brokers are required to have those too. Bond, you are required to have a $75,000 property broker. Shorty bond, BMC, what, 84, 85, 86, something like that. But anyway, Um uh, The bond is going to be, it's going to run you anywhere from eh, around $1,000 a year. And I've heard people tell me they had quotes for seven or $8,000 a year and everything in between. It depends a lot on your background, your credit, things of that nature. Now, what I always recommend to people is, hey, go apply for your bond before you do anything. At least when you're within 60 days of wanting to get your authority. You can get a quote, and that quote is generally good for 60 days. All kinds of bonding companies out there, J.W. Bonding, that's uh, who we uh, recommend. They got a matter of fact, you go to J.W. Shirty Bonds website, and they got a form there on their home page. You can fill out, and uh, they'll give you a quote. That way, you have an idea. Of uh, what you're looking at as far as cost for your bond. But anyway, it can vary anywhere from a thousand to uh, around a thousand to around uh, and up. Let's just put it that way. Finding shippers and carriers, well, that comes after you become operational. Not a big secret. You got to get out there and beat the bushes. You got to find your uh, customers. And you know, something about that, a lot of people don't get this, but customers, customers, they're easy. Uh, a lot of people think getting a customer is a broker is the hard part. No getting a customer is easy. It's the process, the whole process. Once you start getting all the pieces of the puzzle together everything becomes easy. But getting loads, okay think of it this way. You got these co- companies out there that manufacture a product. They have salespeople that sell that product to their customers by the truckload. That person is shipping all the pressure falls on them because as an order is made it goes to shipping and shipping has to find a truck to get in there pick up that customers order get it out the door and delivered. Well, think about that they got 20-30 orders back to that's gonna be hard for one person to do. As a broker you're helping that company and that person in shipping get trucks your fee is free you're not charging them anything to use your service you're making your money from, from what they're paying on the load. You're making your money from the profit of the load. What I'm getting at, maybe they've agreed to pay two thousand dollars to move the load from point A to point B. Maybe you got a truck. Paid the truck sixteen hundred. You got a four hundred dollar profit on that load. That's where you're making your money. See what I mean? Now, as far as your uh, packages, shipper package, carrier package. You're not going to be able to put those together until you get your authority because obviously your authority, your bond, things of that nature are going to be involved in that package. I will say this. As a broker, you've got insurance, or you will have. Now, it's not required by law that a broker carries insurance, but you're going to want it. Contention cargo, errors and omissions, and contention auto liability anyway. okay. Uh, those th- Those are... Uh, the three main ones you want to get Maybe not all at once, but you want to make sure you know, you've you have you, they are in the back of your mind at all times generally people will start out with that contention cargo uh, It can run uh, I've seen it as high as 12 1300 a year. I've seen it as low as around 850 900 a year just have to shop around but the Contention Cargo, what it does, it's a, a document you can put in your shipper shipper packet. So when the customer gets it, they see it, they see insurance. And that's they, they see the Accord, A-C-O-R-D. That's the uh, document. That's what it's called, the Accord. And they see that, they're happy. Now, when you, you've got that Accord, that goes in your shipper package, but leave it out of the carrier packet. Carrier doesn't need to know you have insurance because they're hauling the load their insurance is covering the load you don't need to have that conversation with the trucking company if something goes wrong they try to say well follow it on your insurance no that's not going to happen but uh you know you may spend two or three days trying to explain to the trucking company and they know it already but you know trying to explain to them that it's not going to happen all right all right i hope that helps you out hope that helps you out with uh, your q a Okay, next up uh, this morning, uh, Austin. Austin's got a question. Uh, Can I work full-time while training? And after training, what's the likelihood of placement with a remote or work-from-home job? Every job posting I see requires a book of business. How do I get that? Thanks. How do I get around that? Well, you don't. Let's take this question, break it down one one piece at a time. All right, Austin. Can I work full time while training? Af- while training after training, uh, I think you're talking about. Can you keep your full time job while training and after training? Well, of course. Matter of fact, we recommend to all of our clients do not give up your day job or your you know main source of income until you built the business, until you got. Money coming in on your broker side. The reason is bills have to be paid. The only exception to that is if you got months of cash or cash, you know, stashed back, that can get you through three, four, five, six months where you don't have to worry about your personal bills. You know, electric bill, internet bill, telephone bill, car payment, rent, mortgage, whatever it might be, it's got to be paid. Now, I will tell you this yeah, you can't keep your full time job, but understand that. Uh, Freight Broker Monday through Friday Daylight hours Generally you're going to be starting Your work as a broker 6, 7 o'clock in the morning Mornings are going to be The busiest time of the day That's why you think about it That's when That's when You know, trucks are delivering their loads Picking up loads You know, that's when all the actions happening the mornings. Matter of fact if you've got access to the load board. That's why I always tell my clients at Taltoa, you know, there there is a uh homework assignment where they have to work with the load board to find trucks to you know what trucks would they want to contact about their load. And I always recommend do it in the morning, early mornings, because that way you're gonna see how the load board actually works. I mean you can be looking at the load board in the mornings and you you, you know, we use D A T power in training but you'd be watching that load board in the morning. And and the only way I can know how to describe it is like a popcorn popper. You know. I mean, the trucks are just appearing that quick. You know, on, on the DAT power, it's got a little box up there that will tell you how many trucks have posted since you did your original search. And in the mornings, depending on the type of equipment and things of that nature, yeah, you know, in no time you can see 50 trucks you know post that uh uh, appeared after you did your original posting just a few minutes ago i mean it's it's fast it's gives you an idea of how it all works but if you got a job where you can are able to work you know like if you're working second or even third shift you know yeah you you can uh train and work as a freight broker and I'd recommend agent. That's what you are talking about here. Yeah, you can do that. That's no problem at all. Just understand it's not going to be you know, you're, you're not going to start brokering today and start making money next week. It's a process. It takes time. Okay. Uh, it may take weeks, even months before you start developing a constant livable income. Now, a lot of people always ask me, what about weekends? Can I do this on weekends? Uh, if, you're, if your customer's open and they're shipping, you know, when I was brokering full-time, usually my customers would tell me, hey, we're shipping on Saturday. All right, if they're shipping on Saturday, any loads I have that haven't moved, I can, you know, post on the load board for Saturday. Now, tracking companies, as far as that goes, you'll generally find them behind their desk till about noon. You know, you got to remember, as a broker, you are the intermediary, meaning you're the middleman. So, your customer has to be at their desk, trucking company has to be at their desk, so you can put the deal together. All right. And you go on to ask, what's the likelihood of placement with a remote or work-from-home job? Well, as a broker agent, pretty much all broker agents work out of their house. There are some that have offices that they pay for, you know, but they've... They're making pretty good money, obviously. Likelihood of placement. Well, there's going to be a great segue for Taltua. (laughs) I'm the lead consultant at Taltua, and that's exactly what we do, Austin. We are a, a training and consulting firm. We specialize with working with freight brokers, freight broker agents tracking companies and such now when it comes to a freight broker agent we have different packages available they start at 695 and go up to two thousand dollars you know whatever package best fits your needs but each of those packages include the essential training for working as a freight broker day-to-day how to find potential customers how to make your sales calls how to respond, how to negotiate, calculate rates, find trucks, everything from getting the load all the way through delivery of the load, including legal and contracts, going to be included in the essential training. Now, when you have completed the essential training, and people always ask how fast, how fast? Eh, you shouldn't worry about fast. You should worry about retaining the material, learning it. But uh, you can schedule training sessions on consecutive days. There are going to be six of them. Each one's going to last anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half, but after each session, you're going to have homework, and you're going to have access to the on-demand review area for that session. Now, I said on-demand because if you're wanting to do on-demand, the on-demand is identical to the live training, except it's in video format, but it covers everything we we would discuss in the live training, everything, as well as you're getting the same homework, same hands-on. Now at the end of your essential training which generally will take about eh, two and a half three weeks that's if you followed our recommendation to schedule no sooner than every other day okay because uh, that 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 free day in between gives you a chance to absorb and take your time on completing the homework or exercises as you may want to call it now at the end of your Essential training, once you have completed that, you have the option with our packages to enter our mentorship program. That's where you're going to be placed through us with a licensed broker. So you can begin your broker operations so you can start gaining the experience. That's another question you ask. How How do I get a book of business? How do I work around that? Well, in the mentorship program, You're going to be able to begin your broker operation through us under a licensed broker. That way we're able to oversee everything you're doing because everything's coming through us. We're making sure you're crossing the T's, dotting the I's. You're able to start building that book of business, start building a carrier following. And, you know, and the mentorship program is designed, that's exactly what it's designed for, is to allow you to start building that book of business. So you and experience, gain experience so you can get out of here and uh, either start your own brokerage or find a broker you can contract to direct for, for them as an agent. No getting around it, you're going to have to do that. But you're right, every job posting you see does require a book of business. But yeah, you check out our website, uh, Austin, T-A-L-T-O-A dot com. We have all kinds of packages up there. Uh, three-month mentorship all the way to twelve-month mentorship followed by uh, consulting period that could be anywhere from three months to twelve months depending on uh, the package you choose what it amounts to like uh, our most popular package for an agent is the standard uh, the free broker standard it has six months of mentorship program followed by six months consulting now the, the way that works is understand the consulting or the mentorship program is basically consulting, but we are also providing an avenue where you can become a broker agent working through us under a licensed broker. But you have the consulting privileges as well. Now, when you exit the mentorship program to either go out on your own or contract to a, uh, another broker or start your own freight brokerage, your mentorship program has terminated at that point because you stepped away from it. That's when the consulting period will begin. So at that moment, you know, whenever you exit the mentorship program, your consulting period automatically kicks in. So if you get a six-month mentorship, six month followed by six months consulting, you could actually have up to a year of consulting—six months in the mentorship followed by six months consulting. That makes sense. Austin, if you have any questions, uh, feel free to shout at me. I'd be happy to talk to you. 479-668-0838 in case you were wondering you still got that stress going on because uh you woke up going oh my gosh it's april 16th what have i done (laughs) yeah taxes aren't due till monday keep that in mind what did i do i'm missing something where did i put it oh it's here somewhere there it is all right today's impossible question just to remind you eight out of ten Europeans have one of these, but only one out of ten Americans have one. What is it? We'll come back to that before we get done today. Today in history, for Saturday, April 16th, back in 1789, President-elect Washington left Mount Vernon, Virginia for his inauguration in New York. 1922, 100 years ago today. 100 years ago today. Annie Oakley hits 100 clay targets in a row at Pinehurst, North Carolina. You reckon that was the uh, Wild Bull Hickok show? Who was that? Who had that? Wild Boat Cody? That Western show? You reckon that? Anyway. 1929, the New York Yankees became the first Major League team to add permanent numbers to their uniforms. Below that, it was, hey, you! (laughs) 1956, solar-powered radios go on sale. 1962, Walter Cronkite made his debut as anchorman on the CBS Evening News. He succeeded Douglas Edwards and in 1987, the FCC puts U.S. broadcasters on notice. It would impose a broader definition of indecency over the airwaves. Uh don't see that so much anymore, do we? All right, what else is going on? Anything else? Let's see here. Whether well, we have a lot of stuff we could talk about told you about that. Yeah, hey, April 22nd through 24th if you're around uh, Wildwood, Florida, 75 Chrome Shop Truck Show's going to be happening. Make a wish Mother's Day convoy going to be happening in Mannheim, Pennsylvania on May 8th. We'll keep you up to date with uh, stuff that's going on. All right. All right, I believe that's going to pretty much wrap it up. Going through here. Oh, here's something. Yeah. I saw this, and I thought, wow. Somebody's got too much money. A, a rather rare piece of space history. It's about to go to the high spitter. Five uh, samples of the moon dust collected by Neil Armstrong. He was the first man to walk on the moon back in 69. The Apollo 11 mission. It's going to be sold at Bonham's auctions on Wednesday. Thought to be worth, get this, 1.2 million dollars. Dirt. Moon dust. 1.2 million. Why didn't NASA just collect a lot of that, come back and sell it? <laughs> that, that, that could have funded their whole operation. But anyway. Uh, the first lunar sample collected by humanity, according to the auction house. It is also the only known lunar dust sample to be legally sold after being authenticated by NASA. 1.2 million. And I'll probably go up because you know there's there's some of these rich cats out there. Oh, I gotta have I gotta have space dirt, man. Gotta have it. Put it in the garden. Try to grow something in it. <laughs> it is what it is. All right. Uh, today's impossible question: Eight out of ten Europeans have one of these, but only one out of ten Americans have one. What is it? Manual transmission. A stick shift. Huh? And and anymore, you know, the big trucks, a lot of them are automatic, so who knows. All right, that's going to wrap it up for uh, this FBTV video podcast live streamed on uh, YouTube as well as the Freight Broker TV website. Listen, go have a great Easter. Have a good weekend. Great Easter. Happy Easter to you. Re- remember what Easter is about. Unless, of course, you've made other plans. We'll talk soon.